O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord has redeemed his people. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are the deep places of the earth The strength of the hills is his also. Thus he is his, for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. The Lord has redeemed his people. O come, let us worship him. The hymn is number 20 in your green book. Sin 
blind. Please, sir, and watch o'er us for good, whom thou hast purchased with thy blood. Remember us, dear Lord, we pray, whilst burdened in the flesh we stay. Thou only canst us all defend. Be with us, Savior, to the end. Amen. You may be seated. The psalmody is in your white book, or white insert. Beginning with Psalm 25. your garments and not your so rend your hearts and not your garments return to the Lord your God for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and of great kindness let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man be I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, let you. Let me not be Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Lend me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. not remember the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. The humble he guides in justice. And the humbly teaches his way. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. He himself shall dwell in prosperity, and his descendants shall inherit the earth. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn yourself to me and have mercy on me, for I am desolate and 
that troubles of my heart have enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Look on my affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. Consider my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. Keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in you. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. of all my enemies. Depart from me, all workers of iniquity, for the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord has 
heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let all my enemies be ashamed and greatly troubled. Let them turn back and be ashamed suddenly. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Share your bread with the hungry. Bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, cover him. Do not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Psalm 91. But rather give alms of such things as you have, then indeed all things are clean to you. So much you have and give alms. Provide yourselves, my best, which do not a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that brings waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil 
shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his mouth upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. But rather give alms of such things as you have, then indeed all things are clean to you. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourself money bags which do not grow old. A treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches, nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Responsor is on page 9 for each of the lessons, and then at the end, page 10. The lesson for Ember Friday is from the 18th chapter of Ezekiel. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not bear the guilt of the father, nor the father bear the guilt of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. But if a wicked man turns from all his sins which he has committed, keeps all my statutes, and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of the transgressions which he has committed shall be remembered against him, because of the righteousness which he has done, he shall live." Do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, says the Lord God, and not that he should turn from his ways and live? And when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity and does according to all the abominations that the wicked man does, shall he live? All the righteousness which he has done shall not be remembered because of the unfaithfulness of which he is guilty and the sin which he has committed, because of them he shall die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not fair. Hear now, O house of Israel, is it not my way which is fair, and your ways which are not fair? When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness, commits iniquity, and dies in it, it is because of the iniquity which he has done that he dies. Again, when a wicked man turns away from the wickedness which he committed and does what is lawful and right, he preserves himself because he considers and turns away from all the transgressions which he committed, 
he shall surely live. He shall not die. Here ends the reading. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. The second reading is from John chapter 5. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked, and that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him who was cured, It is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, He who made me well said to me, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, that, see you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Here ends the reading. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Settled in heaven, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Grace and peace. Oh, we need the catechism. <clears throat> Turn to page 212. We'll start in the middle of the page with the third question. What is the benefit of such eating and drinking? Answer. That is shown by these words given and shed for you for the remission of sins, namely that in the sacrament 
forgiveness of sins, life and salvation are given us through these words. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. How can bodily eating and drinking do such great things? Answer? It is not the eating and drinking indeed that does them, but the words here written, given and shed for you for the remission of sins. Which words, besides the bodily eating and drinking, are as the chief thing in the sacrament? And he that believes these words has what they say and express, namely, the forgiveness of sins. Who then receives such sacrament worthily? Answer. Fasting and bodily preparation is indeed a fine outward training, but he is truly worthy and well prepared who has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the remission of sins. But he that does not believe these words or doubts is unworthy and unprepared, for the words for you require all hearts to believe. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. These Ember Days, we're taking a look at the sacrament of the altar. And on Wednesday, we took a look at faith and repentance uh, and the purpose uh, for the institution of the Lord's Supper. We move forward today taking a look at the reception of that supper uh, for the forgiveness of sins. Uh, And so first of all, we need to see that not all those who are admitted to the Lord's Supper uh, and who eat, eat worthily. 1 Corinthians 11 says, He who eats unworthily eats judgment to themselves. There are two ways on which we speak of an unworthy reception. One is by the unrepentant, that is, those who persist in their sins, contrary to conscience, either overtly or covertly, uh, and thus they do not come to repentance or to faith. It is the job of the pastor uh, to determine the doctrine and the faith of the individuals uh, who are to come. It is also, well, the individual's obligation not only to examine himself, but also to confess that faith which he has and to demonstrate exactly what you believe. 1 Peter 3, verse 15 says, we should be ready to give an account of our faith. And so we wish to speak up and declare uh, what that is. Now, Those who do come to repentance, truly repentant, ashamed of of the sins from which they flee, should should not stay away from the sacrament. In fact, that is why it has been instituted. We should understand that it has been given in order that faith might be kindled and strengthened, as we talked about on Wednesday, uh, that the remission of sins might uh, uh, fortify it, and thus we might be reconciled to God once again and, and, and invoke him and serve him with a good conscience. So this Lord's Supper is a seal of God's mercy. Uh, Christ comes to us and wishes to receive uh, those who are repentant and sorry for their sins. He wishes to join himself to us and to uh, impart to us uh, the forgiveness of sins. There's another, a second unworthy Uh, reception uh, that uh, is connected with the Lord's Supper. You see, the Lord's Supper is intended to be a sign of the forgiveness of sins in which we are restored and thus we are uh, uh, reckoned as uh, pleasing to God. But when this is changed, there is an abuse uh, ab use, uh, a use that doesn't come from uh, what the Lord has instituted. 
when someone takes the Lord's Supper and something is set up outside or beside the Word of God, when the ceremony itself is changed into a work of a different kind and a different purpose is set forth than that which has been established by God, it is an abuse. It is not uh, correct uh, and, and it is a, a flagrant uh, response to God uh, when in the sacrament of holy baptism there were those who took the water and, and used it to baptize bells in the church. Uh, obviously this is not according to its use. When the reformed today take the Lord's Supper, not for the forgiveness of sins, not for uh, the reception of that, but instead that they might use it as a testimony of their faith and, and to show others that, that they are a Christian. Uh, this is an abuse of the sacrament. It is not to be used in this way. There is also uh, in uh, papal use of, of taking the sacrament and reserving it, reserving it that it might be worshipped, reserved it that it might be carried about. Uh, once again, uh, this is a work of a different kind. This is not according to our Lord's institution. When they say that they are offering up the Son of God uh, for the living and for the dead and that this merits a forgiveness of sins, it is a great departure from the institution which our Lord has set up. We must set beside this, uh, uh, these two abuses, uh, misuses, uh, the merit of the suffering of Christ himself. For you see, Hebrews 10, verse 14 says, By one offering has he perfected the saints. No, this is not set up. This idea of offering up the, uh, uh, the Son of God, they did not get this idea from, from the scriptures. There is one offering, and it is Christ. We should not be running around trying to uh, get an offering from a, a minister that it might uh, give us the forgiveness of sins. Hebrews chapter 9 lets us know that through his own blood, through Christ's own blood, he entered once into the Holy of Holies, having obtained eternal redemption. He has obtained it. Uh, it is done. He has done it once and for all, and he has done it by his blood. And so we should retain that practice which the apostles uh, kept in use in the churches. There were uh, in the assembly pious readings uh, were recited. People were instructed uh, by a beneficial sermon. There were prayers that were offered. And then the words of Christ regarding the supper were recited. The sacrament was distributed to those who were godly examining themselves and finally there were prayers of thanksgiving which were spoken uh, these are uh, this is the original uh, way of the church and the way in which we will continue so concerning this misuse we have we have two well, let's talk about its its proper use uh, that we might use it as it has been instituted for us. Because you see, in Romans 1, verse 17, it says that the just shall live by his faith. And thus, also in connection with this Lord's Supper, faith is to be added, that we might live by our faith in the supper which is provided. What is this supper provided for? Well, we know it is for the strengthening of faith, and, well, that faith might be strengthened, we know that faith comes by hearing. And therefore, the word of God ought to teach us, as the words of institution themselves do. What do they teach us? Well, our faith is strengthened as we learn about the wrath of God against sin. We learn that our son, uh, that God's Son needed to suffer and die. And so the wrath of God against sin was, was very great. And we need to learn that it is through this blood of the covenant that our Savior gives us his sacrifice and the benefits that he has provided so that we might have the remission of sins. 
And so these words instruct and teach us as, well, faith comes from hearing. And so we are instructed in the truth so that our hearts are kindled and faith uh, is uh, strengthened. Now, this outward action of the sacrament, the outward action of having bread and wine coming forward uh, to receive it uh, with the mouth is not a end in itself. It is to instruct, once again, our hearts. It is to be a picture so that uh, the faith inside of us might be uh, uh, strengthened in it. And that is its primary use, that we do not stop simply with that, but that we give great thought uh, to what is going on, that we would, well, do this in remembrance of me, 1 Corinthians 11. There are a few other uh, purposes after that primary purpose is, is firmly established. Uh, a couple of those. Two. The next purpose is that we might give thanks. The name of this Lord's Supper, the sacrament, Eucharist, that is, a, a good giving of thanks, that in the receiving of the forgiveness of sins, that first use, that there might be a, a remembrance of the benefits which Christ has provided, and thus we might give thanks uh, for them uh, as we think about once again, that stern righteousness of God that does not remit sins without a price and knows that he is angry and then sees that this is the price and that the Son is offered up for us and takes that wrath upon us, of course that would lead us to give thanks and to receive this benefit. The third purpose, it is to be an example uh, that serves the entire uh uh, congregation of the benefit and as I mentioned in, in detail on Wednesday that this is intended to be the purpose for our public gatherings that is 1 Corinthians 11 Paul says so when you come together and what does he expect he expects that the Lord's Supper would occur when we come together that we might proclaim the Lord's death until he come. That's exactly what that does. And so we wish to come that we might proclaim it. We wish that we might invite others that they too might come. And we know that our Lord is present where two or three are gathered in his name. He wants us to love this congregational gathering that we might rejoice, that we might come and receive uh, this sacrament where uh, the gathering is taking place. Rejoicing in our, our fellowship with one another. Fourth purpose is the confession of doctrine, that is, of teaching. When you take the sacrament, you're showing that you believe in the teaching of the church. When having heard the teaching of the doctrine that comes from the pulpit, and then you come forth to receive that which has been preached and taught, you show that you believe in that doctrine which you have professed and you receive it, that you want to be a member of the congregation and that you too are going to be one of those who eats of the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And the fifth purpose is that eating together we show our mutual bonds of love, one with another. It is not only a communion with Christ, but also a, a horizontal communion with one another. In the Old Testament, wherever there were covenants and treaties, there were those who ate together the same sacrificial meal. So also in this one, when we come together and eat the same uh, body and blood and take the same forgiveness and we show that we are one in doctrine. It is a bond of mutual love between us. 1 Corinthians 10, Paul says, As there is one bread, so we being many are one body. It shows the love of the body, uh, the members of the body amongst themselves. And so, uh, these various purposes are always uh, included without uh, omitting that which is the principal purpose. In fact, they all flow out of that, uh, the principal purpose uh, being the strengthening of 
of faith. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Uh, Canticle uh, during Lent is the Benedictus. It's on page 15. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God with which the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, be gracious to thy people 
and as thou makest them devoted to thee in thy mercy, comfort them with thy kind assistance. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Bless we our Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen.